Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash WCSN312. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey guys, this is Harry and Ralph from Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go. We are a video game podcast that releases content every Sunday, alternating between full game reviews and general gaming conversation. Our reviews include in-depth analysis on plot, audio graphics, and gameplay, and we throw in little-known facts on the game development. We provide uncomfortable sexual tension, harassment towards each other while being analytical about the game of the week, and endless poorly executed impersonations. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go, where sensitivity is a foreign concept. Chicago, thank you, and welcome to WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network. I'd like to take this moment to talk about our social media outlets and the platforms you can listen and find us on. You can follow us on Twitter at WCSN312. Like us on our Facebook at Windy City Sports Network or at WCSN312. We also recently just joined Instagram, and you can follow us there at WCSN312 as well. We post all our shows to listen to on our social media outlets. If you're driving to work, you're driving back home from work, working out, or just chilling at home, pop on your headphones. You can listen to us on many platforms. Number one is iTunes. Our goal is to become a top 100 podcast. We need your help. By going on iTunes, rate us by giving us five stars and subscribe. We're on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, our original platform SoundCloud, Overcast, CastBox, Podbean, the podcast app, and most recently, Google Play. Search for Windy City Sports Network and you'll find us there. All platforms are free to you and available on iOS or Android phones, tablets, Apple TV, or any mobile devices or computers. We are beginning to do quick live pre-shows on our social media outlets, so make sure you follow or like us there. We will be live on Periscope, which is via our Twitter and Facebook Live, before every live broadcast. Lastly, you can watch us live, interact with us via the chat rooms on our newly launched YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search Windy City Sports Network, and subscribe to our channel. You can watch us live or watch any of our older podcasts there. We created our YouTube channel for you, our fans, to interact with us during our shows. Ask us any questions and we will spew our opinions. We will be broadcasting CSCR, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio, every Friday at 7 p.m. live. And bi-weekly, every Wednesday at 7 p.m., Wrestle Talk Radio will be live. Only on our YouTube channel, so subscribe now. 
If you have any questions, you can use our social media outlets or email us at WindyCitySportsNetwork at gmail.com. Like I have said many times before on this show, this is a passion project. We don't make any money off of this, and we have expenses, equipment, distribution costs, etc. If you guys enjoy our show and would like to buy us a beer, you can, and it would be greatly appreciated. Go to our Patreon page, become our patron, and you can donate as much as you want. We will have rewards updated monthly in return. Just go to our Patreon page at Windy City Sports Network. Again, remember, we are WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network, built by the fans, for the fans. WTR Wrestle Talk Radio. This is the show that brings to you the highlights from all things wrestling and sports entertainment. From WWE to TNA, NXT, ROH, and so much more, WTR is here to focus on what makes wrestling so damn entertaining and fun to watch. We are live from Studio One of the WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network. This is WTR Wrestle Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome. WTR, episode 23. And how do you like the porn entry? Oh, well, Bill. <laughs> Love it. That was nice and slow. Uh, anyways, guys, I, I, we changed it up a little bit here. We decided to do everything in the beginning of the show, so then that way we don't have to waste time and do everything now, or we can just go right into the show. Uh, but nonetheless, welcome everybody to WTR Wrestle Talk Radio. This is I am Big Nick Hold. That's Wild Bill. What's up, everybody? And everything's nice and clear now too, so nothing's blocking my face. Wild Bill, no one's sitting on the left of me, so uh, we're actually good to go. And for the first time, I think, uh, no audio errors. Finally. I know, right? Tom Chris isn't here. That's why. To screw everything He'll up. be here Friday, though, so he might mess up some stuff up there. <laughs> so we'll be 20 minutes late on Friday. Yeah. So we're looking, I think, pretty good. Um, I think the audio sounds great, too, on our end. If you guys have any issues, uh, let us know in the chat room, obviously. New equipment. So uh, we can go from there, but it sounds like um, everything is good to go, I think, on our end. So... Um, not too busy of a week. I don't have to go over social media because we already did it in the beginning of the show. So, uh, that's actually, um, pretty, uh, exciting for me and we're just going to dive right into it. So what we really had on the agenda today is, or let me talk about before we start going into this, a little bit about what we're going to do. Uh, cause I know we mentioned it a little bit on the live things when you guys heard it in the beginning of the show. So we're deciding that we're going to end up going bi-weekly. Correct. <clears throat> the reason for it, and we're going to talk about it a little bit probably in this podcast, is 
not too happy about the creative and and what creative's doing. So sometimes when there's a not weeks or or pay-per-views, there's really not much to talk about, and we can hold it for like a week or or two. Especially when you've been doing such a bad job of building up to the pay-per-views. So what we're going to end up doing is we probably for sure will have a pre and a post. Correct. To every pay-per-view. That's going to change, though, too, and we'll start talking a little bit more about that as well, too, because of all the stuff that's going on with the... Co-branding. Yeah, they're not going to go any more dual pay-per-views. They're going to co-brand it. So that's going to change, which means we're probably only going to get it one pay-per-view now. But uh, we're going to go bi-weekly for now. This week we did because Elimination Chambers this Sunday, and then we've got another one. Wednesday afterwards. Yeah, afterwards. When's Fastlane? So it's the Sunday after, it should be. Is it? So two pay-per-views in a row? They have to get set up for WrestleMania. Yeah, double-check that. That just That's a little weird, too, if that's the case. <clears throat> um, with this gain, you can hear, like, every breath and stuff now, which I don't know if I like anymore, but before it was better. So now I'm going to be like Stone Cold when he does his podcast. You can hear him breathing into the mic. So March 11th. Fastlane is March 11th, so they skip a week in between. All right, so it's skipping a week. So we, uh, well, we're going to do a post. Wow, yeah, so we're going to do a post and stuff, and we'll go from there. So, all right, regardless of it, was um, regardless, we are going. Hold on. I don't know what that was. No, oh, that was probably a commercial. Uh, regardless, let's dive right into it really quick. So I think the first thing on the topic I want to talk about is the pay-per-views that are changing. So they announced officially that after WrestleMania, it's going to be co-branded and they're not going to do any more, uh, Raw exclusive or SmackDown exclusive. Right. And the biggest reason was? People are not interested. So they said ratings. Right. Um, pay-per-view ratings have sunk drastically. They have seen numbers that are... One of the lowest, probably, they. someone was saying, I forgot who it was, I don't know if it was Meltzer or not, that some of these numbers on pay-per-views were lower than the beginning of the Attitude Era where they were trying to figure out what they were trying to do. Right. So they're pretty bad. The other rumor going around right now is that um, Elimination Chamber has not sold out and they're having a hard time selling their tickets. Which wouldn't surprise me. So if that's happening, that is one of the big indicators of that they have to change it. Now, this is what I'm concerned about by doing this. If they do this, how are you going to get all the talents on pay-per-view? Four-hour reviews. So they're going to – that's still, I don't think, enough. That's the I – would, I would guess that that's the only way that that's even possible is to have a four-hour pay-per-view and a half-hour pre-show. So you're going to have to put titles more than likely on every match – and then maybe top items or top matches. The bigger problem becomes, are you going to have Raw people fight SmackDown people well, to that's, try to get interest? That's my next question. My next question is, how much longer do you actually think that the Raw and the SmackDown brand thing is going to last until they finally just start just saying, co, just do whatever? Okay, but if they do that, they still got to keep certain people. You can't have the same people showing up on both shows. So you're still going to have to break it up somehow. Yeah, I just I, I think that this is leading to uh, them not branding each anymore. Because remember, they did it before, right. then they stopped, then now they went back to it again. Now, I agreed with it this time because of just the amount of wrestlers they have. There's just way too many wrestlers. But 
eventually, I think, with the ratings and the way we're seeing ratings now, who knows? What if Vince turns around and says, no, no more of this. We're, we're going to have them on both on, on SmackDown and on Raw. But we've been talking about this for weeks, that we both agree that SmackDown has to become a three-hour show. Yes, that I agree with. So maybe that solves some of the problem. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I hope they keep it separate. That's number one. But, I, I mean, if they don't, I think you're going to start seeing a lot of cuts and a lot of people losing their jobs. But if you put the matches together correctly, the people will have a vested interest in it and want to watch it. You've got a double-edged sword right now. You've got a two-hour show on Tuesday with people not caring. You've got a three-hour show on Monday with 40% of it yapping and, and stupid skits. So that therein lies the problem. Yeah, I mean, I guess we can start talking about creative, too. So I try not to bash them. I remember before in the beginning of WTR on the podcasts, it was that era about three, four years ago where we hated it because they were holding Daniel Bryan down. To to our avail, it was obviously the angle. But um, creative wasn't really hot back then, and they're, they're starting to get into that same ditch again where I think that a couple times... I just raw and SmackDown writing is I think it's starting to get really horrendous. It's who the who are they writing for? It becomes the bigger question, yeah. right? Let, we can t- let's start with Raw, and let's start analyzing the beauty of what we saw Seth Rollins do to start that Monday Night Raw, which was great. Which was great, but again, if they're gearing to an eight to fourteen year old base, none of those kids that watched what Seth Rollins did have any semblance of a clue to understand how fantastic that was. Yeah, and what he did. Exactly. And in my opinion, I think that was the best performance we saw probably in the last 10 years. Well, close. Well, there's been others, but it's, it's up That's there. That's up there. It's up there, no doubt about it. And the demographic right now does not understand. All they saw was Rollin Reigns, Rollins, Cena, Cena, and then whatever happened afterwards. And nobody understands how hard, A, it was to do and how flawless Rollins was for an hour and whatever it was, two minutes or whatever, that he was that he was in that ring. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think that, one, I think you said it best when I texted you. I, I tuned in a little bit late to Raw, and I'm sitting there watching Seth Rollins, and then I'm like, I, I think I went somewhere to the bathroom. I don't know what I did. And then I came back at like a good 30 minutes later. And I'm like, this guy's still on TV? I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? It tuned me in to watch it. So as I'm watching it, I'm like, what's going on? And it got me intrigued as, as I'm, I guess you can call me a mark or whatever, but I'm at least a smarter fan. So I'm looking at that and I'm like, this is pretty amazing what I'm watching. Right. But did you watch to see who, did you care who won or did you watch Rollins work in the ring that's the question yeah I didn't care I'd like to I, I would have liked to see Rollins win again right but you didn't that wasn't the reason you win were or watching. lose I right. was like this is a good match this is fantastic what this guy's you got to give it to right. Cena too no doubt about it yeah no doubt about it he he worked fantastic again but the demographic that they're gearing towards the does not crowd. does not appreciate what we saw for the first hour and a half so, yeah, and then that's my other question, and this is going back to my text. I'm texting you, and I'm like, dude, what is this all about? Like, right. we already know Miz is going number one. We already know uh, Elias, Elias is going last. So I'm like, 
is this to like dictate the order or something? I'm like, what? I don't understand. You're like, no, this just has no absolute meaning. We were given, we were basically given the elimination chamber without the chamber, give or take. And then they did the same thing on SmackDown. We'll talk about that later. Put all the women into a match again that had exactly. no that had no bearing. That match should not have ha- as good as the match They're was. Trying too hard, I think, to put over the matches on the pay per view, but and then now you're going to go into SmackDown. They just made Ziggler and and Corbin look like asses again. For what? For exactly. What reason? And it's just like, why would you guys do that? And we're going into a pay per view where. Those guys should not be fighting each other until the pay-per-view. Those guys should not have been in the ring But that's old-school booking, too, and they're not, they don't care about that right now because the younger generation or the younger crowd is not – they don't care about that, and they're not paying attention to that. Right, but that's who they're going for. Yeah, so regardless, there's going to be a dilemma. Pay-per-views are changing, uh, and then the whole SmackDown Raw thing, we don't know what's going to happen with that. But going into the Raw, so talking about Raw, so – the, the writing, in my opinion, was horrible because, like Bill said, an hour and a half, almost two hours, we saw a gauntlet match that made, besides Seth Rollins doing what he did, it made absolutely no sense to have that match, and there was no reason to have that match. Correct. Then you're you're sitting there. At the end of the day, um, Strowman wins. Which was inevitable. Yeah, and I knew that, too. And it's just like, okay. I mean, I was pretty shocked that they put uh, Rollins over Reigns, though. Which, again, that made Reigns look bad if you're going to put him over on the pay-per-view. Right, but here's the thing that I, I think I texted you this or not. Rollins is not even in this picture if Jason Jordan does not get yeah. hurt. And we've been screaming for three weeks now, where's Rollins? And if Jason Jordan does not get hurt, none of this happens. So did they do this maybe as a way of saying, hey, we really don't have a direction with you right now? Okay. We'll just have you do some Iron Man two-hour match. But, again, that goes back to the booking that he was basically an afterthought. Yeah. Which is... And is he happy with that or not? We won't know. I'm not sure how to answer that question because what's happening now? Is Rollins becoming the Dolph Ziggler of Raw? In a way, he is. How about the... uh, Did you hear the We Want Ambrose chants? Yeah. That was pretty funny. (laughs) This was when Reigns and Rollins were uh, going at it. They were... But that's okay. Because if if they do it right and let Reigns turn heel, all this... They won't. (laughs) I hope they do. I really, really hope they do. And that's why I did what I did earlier. Because remember, I was just doing it, and you're like, what did you do that for? So I'm going to go for that really quick. So just just for the hell of it, I decided, hey, I'm going to pull up t-shirt sales because, like we all know, if Miz is doing a movie, they put the strap on him, obviously. But, I mean, now he's a talented guy, and we all see that. But when you look at merchandise sales overall, sometimes that makes a big decision of if you're going to turn someone heel or not because you're going to lose those sales at the end of the day. So John Cena, this is for 2017. This is all merchandise, shirts, hats, wristbands, whatever. Um, John Cena was number one last year. Uh, Roman Reigns was number two, which is why I think they'll never turn the guy heel. He's the new modern-day John Cena. I don't think they'll ever turn that guy heel just like John Cena because he's doing too much for the younger generation, and turning him heel is, I think, a bad business thing for the WWE. Titus O'Neil is doing just as much as Roman Reigns is for... And he's not a heel, really. Right, but I think that the time has come for him to turn heel. Remember, they didn't start booing Cena until three years ago, for the most part, right? Three, four years ago, I'd say. Everybody's going to get cheered and booed one way or the other, but the hard stuff, I think, has happened the last three or four years. Yeah, but the kids are cheering for him. It's the smart fan, us, that is booing him. 
Yeah, okay. But at the end of the day, we're booing him, but we, we'll clap when he's putting out a hell of a match. We've always... Because we'll respect the people that go out there and at least put out, entertain right, us. Right, We boo John Cena for different reasons than yeah, him not being... just because we in, want to. Just because we feel like it, right? That's a different story. There's certain people that just, you boo for no reason, and we probably fall into that trap. But we'll also be the first people to say that, you know, he wrestled Punk for the belt here in Chicago. Remember, was it yep. Money in the Bank or whatever? Yeah. The matches he had on... Even on the Raw, there will always give him credit for having a great match. Even with Rollins, the match with right. Rollins was he fantastic. Had on Raw was right, awesome. exactly. So I think we boo him because we really want to see him go bad, and we or because we want to be him deep down inside, <laughs> <laughs> one or the yeah. other. So, anyways, three is Seth Rollins, which actually surprised surprised me a little bit. Four was the biggest surprise: the Hardy Boys for last year, and they didn't come in. Well, I guess it's the beginning of the year, WrestleMania. So it's a year. Um, and then the five, New Day, which I thought New Day would have been higher. Uh, so did I. So I thought New Day would have been at least three. And then just because I was pulling that up, I started thinking to myself, okay, well, let me look at all-time T-shirt sales. Like, not T-shirts, but merchandise sale. So number one, uh, and there's some people that got left out, which I was like sort of in an amazement. Number one was Shawn Michaels. Okay. A little surprised because I thought someone else would be number Me one. Me too. Number two, Rock, understandable. Uh, three, Ric Flair. That was a surprise to me for the simple reason of back in the days, they really didn't sell too much merchandise. I think they did, and we just didn't know about it. I, I could, that's so to see Ric Flair that hot. Hey, Ric Flair, I'm trying to get the shirt. He has a new Gucci shirt. Did you see it? And it's flair on it. Dude, I got to get that. It's green, green or black. I'm trying to get it. Um, four was a surprise to me. Rob Van Dam. Mm -hmm. uh, five, big surprise. Rick Rude. Like, he was a heel a majority of his career, and he's number five on the all-time merchandise sale. Like, I guess smart fans back then were buying recruit stuff. Um, six, Bret Hart. I thought he'd probably be a little higher. But taking in consideration the amount of times he turns heels, because when you turn heel, you actually lose, lose some of the merchandise sales. Uh, seven, Randy Orton. Dolph Ziggler is a surprise to me, who's number eight. Mr. Perfect, number nine. That's another surprise. And then Mick Foley, ten. So the three, four guys... That really are not on the list that I'm in shock was Stone Cold, Hulk, Taker, and Macho. Like, how did they not make it because up? Because they're probably victims of prior to online sales. Potentially. So then I looked at independent sales. So what this means is that there's really no major, well, there might be, really no major federations, and I'll tell you who get them. So this is off of, like, one-hour T-shirt, pro wrestling shirts, and all these websites that sell wrestling shirts. Number one was Stone Cold Steve Austin because that guy comes out with a new shirt like every week. Mm -hmm. So Stone Cold's number one of all internet sales. Bullet Club is number two. And I looked that up and I asked, I, I tried to figure out who owns that name or the rights to it. That's New Japan Pro Wrestling. Right. So they make all the money off of all those shirts that they're selling. Young Bucks, number three, they make all their mo own money. So all that money goes to the Young Bucks. Kenny Omega, number four, goes all to him. Macho Man, number five, to this day, and his wife, his ex or his widow, gets all that money. So she's the one who's still putting them out. Sinsuke Nakamura, CM Punk is seven, AJ Styles is eight, Mick Foley, and then the Hardy family. And the reason they're saying family is they advertised the broken characters with like Maxwell and Queen, I forgot what is Reba. Reba. And all that stuff. And uh, what's his father-in-law's name? Mac, no. Ma no. S damn. I keep forgetting. We forgot it last week too. 
Um, so they do all that stuff, but that's merchandise sales. So going back to what we were talking about with Roman Reigns, I don't think they're going to turn him, and they're not going to turn him because the, he's the modern-day Cena. When Cena leaves, he's the one who's taking over for Cena. Okay. So he's always, I think, going to be a good guy. He's never going to leave that that area. But in any case, that how about, hap- how about the watching the Bullet Club, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega do do that without any backing from WWE? Uh, for the shirt sales, right? Yeah, that is actually pretty amazing. And that just goes to show too that WWE does not have the stronghold that they think they have. No. They might be the money machine that they are, but and number eleven. You know who number eleven was? Mm-mm. Cody. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so I didn't put him on there. And then the other thing I, I read about is that uh, the Elite Bullet Club, if you look at their shirts, it has the logos of the Bullet Club, but it says the Elite, and that's the Young Bucks and Kenny. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega created that shirt because all the rights of the Bullet Club was going to New Japan Pro Wrestling, so he created the Elite shirt so that they would get all the rights. Right. And they split it three ways between the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, which is pretty cool. But that was up there, too. It was top 15. I think there were 15, to be exact. But, yeah, no, that's pretty uh, interesting with all that n- merchandise sales and all that stuff. So, anyways, to Raw, so we can k- get into the Elimination Chamber. So, all that stuff happened. Then Asuka came out to do her interview. Uh, then she got attacked by Nia Jax. Nia Jax, right. Um, that was a waste. I didn't I didn't need to see that. Uh, Bar comes out, which I got pretty surprised about, but I think this was to set up a match for Elimination Chamber. Um, and then they fight. They fought Titus worldwide, and Titus won for the second time. And I can't stand Dana Brooks. She's like so out of place. Yeah, it looks awkward and out of place that she's with these guys. Well, they're regretting a lot of the people that they've called up from NXT. She was brought up with Charlotte, it, right? But she's what a gymnast turned wrestler, uh, bodybuilder. I think her boyfriend or fiance is a bodybuilder. And he she's passed a away. Gym, yeah, but I think she's a gymnast first then a bodybuilder could be i know her boyfriend passed right, away like in right. august or something but yeah i i just she seems awkward there i don't think she fits in and uh i don't know i don't know if that's her thing or not but regardless titus pinned the bar uh and then you had the six man or the six woman tag match which was james banks bailey versus bliss deville and rose and james banks bailey win um and that's pretty much it for Raw. In my opinion, I thought Raw was really stale. Um, it's not a type of show you want as a go-home. There's, it's, I, I, just, I guess the writing. I know you were saying before Vince has the final say-so on everything. I, he, even not, he, I don't think he's out of touch. I just don't understand. In a way, what I see is that there's poor writing, and Vince is just telling everyone, just let it go because we got to file the system because they're a publicly held company now. Right, but there's a, how many times are we going to see the bar wrestle the same people? How many times? If we go back, I'd be curious to go back and take the last 20 Raws and see how many of the matches are almost exactly the same or involve the same people. I, f- I just find it hard to believe that if the writing's this bad, Triple H, Stephanie, or Shane ain't telling their dad, dad, this is some garbage we're putting on TV. Or do they have to stick to the script until they get to WrestleMania so they can start all, hit the reset button? See, that's my thing. And and, and my thing is I, I really believe that there's an end game for everything. Um, or maybe, like I said, Vince is just saying, hey, we're a publicly held company now. I mean, I know he can change whatever he wants to change, but I, I don't know. I just find it really hard 
that I mean this th- this was a horrible raw. But what does being a publicly traded company have to do with the way what you're presenting? You've got rules now. You've right, got a standard the, operating procedure and a st- SOP. But does that mean that you've got to have the same people wrestle all the time? No, but it means that you have to have a creative team and then they have to do their job and then you have to follow through with it or they can call the human resources department and human resources can complain that these guys aren't giving them an opportunity and then you got a whole lawsuit on your hands. Yeah, but th- but who's being problem. given the opportunity? It's the same it's the same 11 people being jammed down your throat yeah but that's the problem with being a publicly held company too then you have to have all these standard operating procedures human resource departments and blah 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 but i mean i'm just so used to i guess this at the end of a raw going into a pay-per-view you usually see the main event people standing there so like staring each other down yeah what i would have liked to see is maybe instead of a gauntlet all six of the guys beating the holy hell out of everybody and then at the end, have Brock Lesnar in there just staring at all of them or what have you or have him go in there and uh, something that will intrigue not only just Elimination Chamber but uh, intrigue like WrestleMania and look to the future. But the intrigue is there because the winner gets to fight Lesnar at Mania. You don't need a lot more buildup than that. that. That's the whole... Nobody yeah, cares but you want who, the build-up for the match, the Elimination Chamber match. But the match is being built up itself by saying whoever wins gets in, right? So there's no feud, there's no nothing. It's everybody get in, the, get in the chamber, have at it, winner goes to WrestleMania, that's it. Look look how easy it is at the Rumble. All the person did was point at the, at the WrestleMania sign, the place started screaming. Yeah. That's I, all you need to do. You don't... You throw these people in a gauntlet match that makes absolutely no sense, and then all the announcers are saying is, well, he already went 45 minutes. What kind of shape is he going to be in for the chamber? Yeah, exactly. So that, that, does no, that does no good because now you're, what are you trying to do? Dilute Seth Rollins by saying He's Seth Rollins just wrestled it. over an hour. His body will not be able to recover in time in the chamber. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just it, – it was to me, it was a poor go-home match going into, into right. the Elimination Chamber. They could have done a lot better, and they didn't. Um, I, I think I wasted, I mean, I DVR'd it and, uh, I stopped watching it after the gauntlet match, but I, I fast forwarded everything else after that and just stopped it where I needed to see and stuff. So I'm glad I didn't waste three hours of my Monday watching that, but, um, here's my other bone to pick. So now we're going to go into the elimination chamber. I got some wacky predictions for you. Some really crazy ones off the top of my head. I had so much time in the gauntlet mm-hmm. match. I was thinking about this, but, um, for, why the hell is the card not set yet? Intrigue. I, make, I, to make I, you tune in to see. I looked everywhere, and I could only find three matches that are set in stone. And then everywhere else is just predictions. To this day, there, it's not even set in stone, which is baffling me. Well, how long are you expecting the chamber to go? Well, the, Hour and a half? Well, th- so here's the card. This is m- for sure happening. Uh, Woken Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt for the f- sixth time. Yeah, but I've I've got a prediction on that one, which is going to be interesting. Uh, Ronda Rousey. That's not even a match. Ronda Rousey's going to come out and sign. That's twenty minutes. Um, you've got the elimination women and the elimination men. Right. So elimination. It's going how many hours? Three. Three. Three hours, and that's it. Now, on on numerous websites, they're saying that the bar is going to end. This is prediction too. Not the, the WWE didn't announce this. They're saying Barr's going to end up fighting Titus Worldwide. And then on the pre-show, uh, the Good Brothers versus Revival. But they didn't announce those two matches yet. So it's just like, like really? Like, I, I don't understand how you can have a pay-per-view on a Sunday 
and your last televised show, Raw, is over with, and you still don't have your card set. Like, that's, I, I don't get it a little bit, but. Timing. I want, I'm curious to see how long they, they're going to block out for the two Elimination Chamber matches. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I guess they might go a long time with it's the men. Good. They gotta, The men got to go an hour. This is the only way I'll be happy. If I tell you all these predictions that I think is going to happen. And then I'm going to be right. And I'll be excited because it all happened. And then I'll be like, this is awesome. This is like, this is why I tune in to watch pay-per-view. Don't kid yourself. It's not going to happen. Roman right. Reigns is going to win. Hold on. You ready? Yes. All right. So let's go with the first match. Woken Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt. Prediction. So whose turn is it this time? Um, Bray Wyatt's? I don't know. I think Bray you... Wyatt wins this one. They go to WrestleMania, blow up the whole thing with the, um, what's the drone called? Uh, Vanguard 1. Vanguard 1. They do the whole thing and have Hardy win at Mania. All right, so here's my prediction. I think Matt Hardy wins this because the payoff is going to end up being Bray wins at Mania, um, but it's going to introduce him to a fight with brother Nero starting a feud with him. So this Bray Wyatt, Matt Hardy, is going to go on for a long time. It's going to be the Hardy family or the Woken family or whatever. What if Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy became a tag team? Well, I think that they're all going to join eventually. So I think, but this might be at SummerSlam. Well, they're all come together. But here's my predictions. I think Vanguard 1 may be introduced. Someone from the Woken family is going to be introduced. I did research this morning. Uh... Vince McMahon owns, not the Hardys, Vince McMahon now owns the broken name and all the broken creative. Uh, he changed the name and he's keeping it changed to Woken because he doesn't want it to be obviously the same as what they used somewhere else. But he owns all the rights. He owns all of that stuff now. He has the TV. He can exclusively use all the TV footage that TNA had back then. He has all of that in his video library right now. Um, they um, will start introducing an elimination chamber, some or or one person or something from the Woken family. The payoff. They said that Jeff Hardy is getting getting ready to get back into action. They don't know if he necessarily will be ready for elimination chamber, but he will for sure be ready for WrestleMania. So I ultimately think they're gonna. In, I think Matt wins. They introduce some of the Woken family slowly they'll start reintroducing them and then i think the payoff is going to be that brother nero introduces himself or interferes in the match at wrestlemania which then opens up a feud with jeff hardy versus bray wyatt you know what i mean i don't know about then they might well so i i think we're going to see a whole woken universe that's going to be created on sunday that's my prediction but why would you do it then and not leave it and not build the it whole. up build it up through on the Raws leading to WrestleMania. Well, you can. You don't have to introduce everybody. Right. You can just introduce Vanguard 1 and, man, what is the guy's, the dad's name? Guillermo? Brother, no. no. Hold on. Um, whatever his dad's name is, it would be the um, it would be the drone and the dad. And then, who knows? Maybe Senior it, Benjamin. There How you can go. we keep forgetting So that? it would be Senior Benjamin and Vanguard would probably come in on, on Elimination Chamber. And then after that, on the Raws, the kid? he might introduce Queen Ma- Reba, Reba, and then maybe another Raw, maybe Max. Uh, Jeremy Borash, as they said, too, he is in charge of the creative now of Woken. So we may start seeing it get a little better 
Um, and we might start seeing some better stuff than just a, a, a guy that laughs on, on TV and interrupts promos, which I thought was pretty stupid because right. you don't even have the guys chanting delete anymore. The only people that do are the smart fans that right. watch them in TNA. Right. No one else is like, what's this delete thing about? I ain't doing it. Right. So that's my prediction for that. Uh, Rousey comes out, I think, after that, comes out and signs her contract. Uh, what do you think is going to happen with that? Something has to happen with Stephanie. Yes, I, I think that she's going to get into it with Stephanie, I think, more than likely. Triple H then comes out, and then I think she does something to Triple H. We won't see The Rock or hear of The Rock until like three, four weeks after. I think or, that's too much to happen at one time. I just think maybe the stare down, the something, you know, a little shove or something has to happen. You can't blow your load all on one time to build. If you're going to build this up to WrestleMania, you've got to do it over the course of the next month and a but half something's going to happen between her and Stephanie. Has to, the the seed has to be planted. Yeah, right now. and the payoff is just like Wild Bill predicted, and I think I'm going with it now too. Um, it's going to end up being I think Rousey and someone. I don't know if it's going to be The Rock um, or who against Triple H and Stephanie. Stephanie. That's I think going to be what what gets laid down on that aspect. So they're going to start or plant a seed at least now with that. Um, Women's Elimination Chamber. Alexa Bliss. From the beginning, I've said Alexa Bliss wins. All right. I'm going to tell you who I think is going to win it, and then I'm going to tell you what my crazy prediction what I want to see. Uh, Alexa Bliss uh, is probably, I think, going to win it. I would like to see prediction-wise, and you heard it here first. Banks turns on Bailey. Other it, way around. And no, I think it's going to be Banks. I think Banks and Bailey are going to end up teaming up on Bliss, and then... I think Bailey's going to go for the pin or something. And then uh, Banks turns on Bailey, beats her up, and then she gets the pin. And then Banks runs and, and gets the strap. And here's the, uh, here's the other reason why. And I, I read into this as well, too. Remember one week on a show we said that you said um, that Asuka was going to fight for the Raw title? She has not. And this is from WWE. She has not formally announced it. So what my theory is... But didn't they already say main event? No, they just said that she's going to challenge one of them, but they don't know who, and they said that Nia Jax will be inserted, if she wins, into the main event at WrestleMania to make it into a three-way. Okay. So what I think is going to end up happening... So Asuka, Nia Jax, who do you think? Nia Jax. All right. But not clean. I think Asuka wins. And then when Asuka wins, uh, what's her name? The uh, Ambrose's girlfriend. Uh, the blonde, the, the yeah, interviewer? The blonde. <sighs> Whatever her name is, is going to come out to the arena and start talking to Asuka, just like they did to uh, Nakamura. And then they're going to ask her who she wants to fight. And she's going to declare an elimination chamber that she's going to fight Charlotte. Because every way I look at it on WrestleMania, Charlotte does, even if you do Asuka, Nia Jax or whatever, Charlotte does not have a, an opponent. And the only way to look at it is going to be Asuka, Charlotte. And then you got Banks with the title on Raw. And then I don't know what they're, then because of the Bailey feud, WrestleMania then will be Bailey and Banks for the women's title. The Raw Women's title. So I still think I said I said all along that I think that Bailey turns, not Sasha. Yeah, I think Banks is a better heel. I agree. She was. Remember all the time that she was in NXT, she was the, she was a heel. 
And yeah. Bailey was the you know super over baby face. All right, so that's my prediction with that. Um, then the last one, uh, you always said Reigns. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the men's elimination chamber, I'm thinking Reigns as well. There could be a sway there, though, where they go with Strowman and then somehow insert Reigns for a three-way, but how many times are you going to do a WrestleMania That's three-way? That's the problem. You can't, you, if the WrestleMania matches, especially the, the main event or the championship matches, have to be one-on-one. Yeah, so I think it's going to be Reigns, and at the end, I think Braun, Braun Strowman does something, and I think he ends up destroying the whole chamber and bringing it down. So I think somehow he gets up and just beats the holy hell out of everyone because he's pissed off he lost. And then I think he just brings down the whole elimination chamber. Which wouldn't surprise me the way they've been, the stuff they've been doing. Yeah, so, but I don't know like what they're going to end up doing with Braun Strowman then in WrestleMania. Or does he just grab a guitar and sing the blues because he lost like he did yeah. two weeks ago? Um, but I, how, I, this is the way I think, how do you think they're going to enter? Miz number one. Well, no, three. There's three people to start. Four in the chamber, three in the ring. Whoa, they said that? Yeah. All right, so who do you think it's going to be? Miz? So you've got to go with the guys that can actually last the longest. Miz, Rollins. So Miz, Rollins. And Balor. And Finn Balor, yeah. And then Rain come, Reigns comes out next. No, Elias maybe. No, Elias is last. Oh, that's right, Elias is last. So, so then it's going to be Reigns, Strowman. Cena, Strowman, and then Elias. Elias. And I think Elias is like one minute of the match before it's over. He's not... Hey, he's actually doing pretty good. The matches he had, the match he had with Cena was legit. Yeah, and did you hear the stuff that what Triple H told him? I forgot where I saw that. So I saw somewhere where they said that um, Elias was having a conversation with Triple H when he was back in NXT, and he kept telling him because I guess the the gimmick they were using of the uh, what's his name the the not the Wanderer Elias the what do they call him? Where he's walking around with a guitar. Damn it. Anyway, so whatever whatever his gimmick was, Triple H said that he he knew that in NXT that that gimmick wasn't going to work. But when he goes to the main roster, it was going to work. And lo and behold, he goes to the main roster and, and the gimmick's working in the main roster. And he's not bad. Yeah. He's not, I, I think he's good. Uh, bar Titus O'Neil, if it happens. That's bar. Bar. And then the Good Brothers versus Revival. I hope revival. They're smart. They do a time limit draw, old school on both of them. For both of them, just let it be a tight. Let them go twenty minute draw. Yeah. Nobody wins. Nobody loses. Let them do their thing in the ring. They're both. They're both good wrestlers. They're both really good tag teams. You go old school. You let them go twenty. Even if you put them on the pre-show and you let them go the full time, and yeah. let it become a time limit draw, that'd be something to watch. So uh, the question going into SmackDown now. Is where the hell has Rusev been? Like two weeks off Training of, Lana. Yeah, two weeks off of SmackDown TV. Uh, he is, if you look up shirt sales, if you can, I guarantee you in at least this quarter or month, he's number one. Um, the gimmick's going through the roof. But I texted, remember I texted you today that they, I'm sure that they, that whole it plan wasn't meant. was a one-day thing that they were going to do, and lo and behold, the thing took off, and now they're like, uh-oh, now yeah. what do we do? And I agree with that because I know when they were chanting it, they also said that, I think last, not not this week, last week when they were chanting Rusev Day, uh, Shane McMahon stopped and told everyone that's duly noted. Right. So it might be a possibility that the stuff that they wrote never had him involved, and all of a sudden, it's huge, and they have to involve him. But 
See, this is the stuff where even though you have a creative, if Vince was in control, Shane McMahon would be going to his dad and saying, Dad, you cannot, you can't take this guy off of TV right now. But you've got... Uh, He's the hottest thing. you got right, to put him out there. Right, but you've got your setup written probably through WrestleMania right now, and they can't deviate from that. You, you, that's, that's the problem is I'm pretty sure that starting from, from the Royal Rumble through WrestleMania... That whole book has been written, and they're just flipping the pages now. There's no way they deviate from it, unless there's an injury, like we saw right now with with Ambrose with, and they with, throw with Ambrose Jordan, and they put Jordan in with Rollins, and Rollins now Jordan gets hurt, Rollins gets thrown back in. Other than that, I'm sure that if you go to the WWE headquarters, the book is just sitting there, and all they're doing is flipping the page. Yeah, probably production, I mean, all the pre stuff, the vignettes that they got to make. You know, it's it's no joke what they've got to put together to to get to WrestleMania, and they can't. I, I find it hard to believe that they're going to be able to deviate from that. Yeah, I just I, I, keeping that guy off of TV, and then you're going to put him on TV when his when, after the mix match challenge. Yeah, over. when his heat's all gone, and you're going to be like, come on, man, there's nothing to rub him with anymore. Right. He needs to be on TV when 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 he's getting his rub. But whatever, it, it is what it is. Um, the promo started, or SmackDown, uh, SmackDown Live started with AJ's promo, which ended up getting interrupted by By Byron, uh, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin, then interrupted by KO. Uh, waste of time in the beginning, in my personal opinion. Right to no end. And then ended up being where Shane comes out, and then Shane declares that uh, Dolph Ziggler is going to fight KO, and then they end up fighting, which was an okay Good match, match, right? Uh, and then KO wins, and you bury Ziggler again, and it's just like. I, I don't get it with this guy. Like, how do you keep burying the – he just signed a new contract. But they should have never fought in the first place because who's who are you going to kill off first now, Kevin Owens or Ziggler? Why couldn't right? they put you, Ty, Ju- Ty D- Dillinger That's what I'm saying. Let, they should have never fought each other yeah. because you can't – building – so now the guy's got a loss going into the chamber. Here's makes, another thing for no you. Sense. Where was Nakamura last week? We, we're going to talk about that same subject now for going on four weeks that – they are not building up this match at all unless they're just letting it all just sit on the side until after the elimination chamber and after fast lane and then start building up to Nakamura AJ Styles. But it's first well, he of all, still should have time. Yes, agreed. Unless he had a prior commitment or something. But I still wanna know who signed off on putting those stupid fucking graphics on SmackDown. Oh, yes. When it's the like, new day came yes, out, every every match they got they're doing the using a GoPro or whatever they're yeah. doing, and they're and they got these. It's like watching Saturday morning cartoons or watching Romper Room. Yeah, and then how KO's is it possible? Com- KO's complaining that he's the one who right. invented that. Or it's like remember when you just watched Batman when we were little kids, yeah. and they got punch him, and the pow would come up and stuff like that. That's that's what it's become right now, and it, it's just beyond me how somebody's watching that and saying yes, we love it. You, no, you know what it's reminding me of old TNA. They never did the graphics on there, but they did used to do the selfies and stuff backstage. But not with the big, I'm coming to get you, or I am glorious, or we are yeah. this. All these little things popping up on the screen. What what the hell is that? Yeah, they're, they're trying to make it look like Instagram it's romp- and Facebook forget, and it's, stuff. It's, it's romper stupid. room. Yeah. It's Saturday morning, waking up, turning on Channel 7 or whatever, and watching Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. just don't understand that. Uh, then Jinder, my favorite wrestler in SmackDown, <laughs> comes out. Jinder Mahal comes out, and uh, Rude interrupted him, and then Randy Orton interrupted him. Uh, Rude ends up nailing... 
I think it was both of them. Orton, no, because then Mahal came in came and then afterwards both. and got him right. So then Mahal ended up being the one on top. Well done. Then you had Shane, which is going to set it up for a three-way. But it was well, it was well set up. Yeah. Granted, Orton and it was still. Quick. I think Orton still. I'm not sure what's going on with him either. He's. I'm not sure, but he's not like 100 percent there. But it was still well put together. But they still haven't announced it as a three-way, have they? No, they they announced it now. I think only as Orton against Bobby Roode. And Jinder Mahal's not in it yet, so that so maybe next next Tuesday they interject him again. Yeah, they're gonna end up eventually. It has to become it. a three way. Oh, That's no. a no brainer. Wait, they did because right after that they did Shane and Daniel Bryan, and then they were having that little interview in the backstage. But I didn't. I saw only Orton and Rude so far. No, but they they were talking. Yeah, that, that's what's on there now. But then they were talking, and then what's his name said, uh, "Well, who would you put to fight um, Rude?" And I think what's his name said, Randy right. Orton, or w- what about Jinder Mahal? And it, it, they're basically leading to the fact that they're going to end up doing it's it be into a three-way, three way. right? So that will eventually be three-way. Um, then um, it, it wasn't. Then then Shane and Daniel Bryan. I think they're still setting them up. There's rumors out there though that are saying that Daniel Bryan still has not been cleared. They're trying, but he's not cleared yet. So we'll he's, see. Again, that might be. But all. I think the 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 build up, all things, if he's healthy and everything, is going to be for Daniel Bryan. Yeah, and it could uh, be a work. It could be a work to let us to surprise us that Daniel Bryan right. shows up like the week before WrestleMania, saying I'm going to fight you and stuff. No, so. if they're going to do that though, they gotta they gotta build that up nice. Uh, right after that, then you had Charlotte, Naomi, and Becky Lynch versus uh, Ruby Riot, Logan, and Morgan. Uh, Riot Squad wins. Uh, after that, you had the New Day versus Gable and Benjamin. New Day wins. That was a joke with the pancakes. So they get the Usos now at Fastlane. Yeah. Right? Then you had uh, one of my uh, becoming favorites, the Bludgeon Brothers, had a squash match against two guys. I don't. I don't even think they announced their names. No. They just went in there, local, beat the two local uh, guys. Yeah, beat the hell out of them. And then you had AJ and Corbin, which wasn't a bad oh, hey, match. It was a again. good match. Baron Corbin's really athletic. Yeah, he and sort he, of surprised me. And he no, he wrestled a nice match, especially. I mean, let's not kid ourselves too. When you're in the ring with AJ, you exponentially he can put over become anyone, better. Yeah. But Baron Corbin wrestled for a bigger guy. He wrestled is, with is a, a small guy, and he made it he, look good. Exactly, and they made it look good. It was a good match all the way through. The finish was good. It it was a good match. Did you? Um, uh, with Byron or, or with AJ, uh, AJ in a way is like a modern day Rick, F- almost like a Ric Flair because Ric Flair you could have put in a match with anyone and he would have done great with him. Right. AJ's the same way. You can sort of put him in with anyone and he'll take like a horrible wrestler and make it into a good match. Right, but the the promo promo works for it. Yeah, but again, yeah, you put him in there with almost anybody and you can get a quality match and you the other guy looks so looks much better. Good. We we said the same thing. Rollins against Cena is Cena's good, no doubt about it. Rollins gets in the ring, everything they, changes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So did you know Rude's forty? Bobby Rude? Yeah. Well, yeah. Think about it. How long is it? Was he in TNA with? That's um, what, I didn't know he was that old. I thought he was at least thirty-five. This guy's forty years old. Even before Beer Money or whatever. Yeah. Remember they? Yeah. So he's been in there for a while. Yeah, he's up there. So fast lane card that sort of that's set. Is AJ KO Zane Corbin Ziggler? Uh, obviously, we th- that's probably going to end up going AJ because of Nakamura. Ladies is going to be Charlotte and Ruby Riot. That's obviously going to go Charlotte. So this is probably the most uninterested 
pay-per-view to watch because you know the title ain't going to change hand. U.S. champ, you got Rude, Orton, and Mahal, which is probably more than likely going to stay on Still, Rude. right. Tag match is going to be Usos and New Day. Which is... They might flip that right. and, uh, just to have the straps well, on New Day. For WrestleMania. Yeah. Then you have Gable, Benjamin. This is what they're saying. This is not um, set yet, though. These are just predictions. Uh, Gable, Benjamin versus the Bludgeon Brothers. And then Lynch and uh, pre-show Lynch and Naomi versus Morgan and Logan, just to give them something. Right. Again, where's Nakamura in the pay-per-view? Nowhere to be found. Where's Rusev? Like, it, all these guys, man. That's that. That's what's really shocking to me. Where's Dillinger? He was top ten, remember? And yeah, now he and now he he's been on TV be for two, right. three weeks. So you just got so much, so many questions. Which leads back to the three-hour SmackDown. Yeah. Where, what happened to one of the Bollywood twins? He got blew out his knee. The Singh brother? Yeah. Oh, because he's been coming out with only, only one Only one. Now. The other guy's on the DL. I was starting to get upset, man. <laughs> I liked those guys in The modern-day Maharaja. Oh, I love the modern-day Maharaja. How sick, hey, how sick is that guy's body turned into compared to how he was before? Remember when he was part of uh, the three-man the band? Three M- there? 3MB. <laughs> yeah. What, what about... Um, they had a, a dude. I really like Jinder's entrance, where it's like lava or something. Right, right. And then right where he steps, it starts going that way, and he walks with it. Yeah. That, I think that's pretty sick. Whoever thought of it, I don't know who it was though. Um, really quick before we get into, did you do your top five? No. Oh, I'm gonna say mine anyways. I gotta say. I can it. probably pull some off the top of my head. Uh, you already named one of mine actually. <laughs> um, but uh, I just wanted to give credit to 205. I know a couple weeks ago I used to say that I was not a fan of 205. I think with these m- newer guys that are going, I, I, when I get home today, I'm going to go watch NXT as well. Because tonight you have Gargano, title title versus career. Right, for against Cien Almas. And who do you think, prediction? Mm, Gargano. Uh, I think Cien Almas and I think Gargano is going to leave. And that's his promotion to 205. But it has to happen after the tournament. There's no sense in bringing him yeah. up now. Yeah, whatever, take him, give him a month off. Hmm. But Gargano, so here's my thing. I'm really. But does Gargano want to go with his wife in NXT? Think about it. Are you going to turn down a promotion? I mean, knowing right, knowing he might die a slow death in NXT. I mean, in um, in, uh, in 205? 205. I like it. So now they put Rockstar Spud over there as the commissioner. Okay, NXT versus 205. What show are you watching? Right now. NXT because there there's go. so many other people. But I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to start tuning out of SmackDown and Raw soon. The only reason I watch Raw is because of the name. I don't watch it because I want to see any of those guys. The reason I watched SmackDown was because of AJ Styles and Rude because I liked Rude and TNA. But other than that, I, I don't like seeing Orton. I don't like seeing like all these other guys. At the end of the day, NXT I watch because I like NXT and I like the storylines that Triple H does and I like the wrestlers in there. 205 is starting to get like that with the storylines. They never were like that, but now that they have guys, Roderick Strong, Buddy Murphy, if Gargano goes over there as well that too. Andrew, whatever is that guy, Andrews? Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews, he's really good too. Yeah, you got Tony Nese, who I like as well too. I think Gulak's hilarious. <laughs> when he was with Enzo, dude, so those were some of the best promos. Like when he used to do when he's running for a campaign right, or something. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, before I forget, you see the rumor that Punk is going to wrestle Young Bucks in that show that Cody and the Young Bucks are putting together. I, and it looks like it's going to happen here in Chicago. Yeah, but I think that he that was... A work? To yeah. Get the, I don't know, man. I don't think it was a work. I think it, Punk's just messing with them. 
I don't think that's legit. I don't know. You never know. I don't think Punk would do that. How awesome of an FU would it be Ooh, to I, WWE to go, look, here we go. Dude, if they you did that. You guys can't draw 8,000 people. We're going to draw 10, 11. And they can. And if they're they going to sell out. And they're, they're talking now that if they can get Punk to do this, that they're going to actually stream that show on iPay-Per-View. I would watch it. Hey, what um, uh, is it? F- no, Fight Network is TNA. Fight, no. Impact. Pop. Pop is TNA, the Fight Network, carries some of the independents, shows Ring of Honor. No, not Fight Ring TV. of Honor. Yeah, they do. They have a, they have a, they it show is? a show. Water. Um, they show they show a Ring of Honor. Um, and that's on Amazon, too. Oh, I haven't even paid. I just go to the Fight TV app and watch it. Yeah, so it's on there. Do you have to pay for that? Mm, some stuff is free. Some stuff you pay. Yeah, I might look at it. But anyways, two. The of weekly f- Ring, of, Ring of Honor show is free, the, the weekly one. On the Fight one that, Network? Yep. All right, so 205 Live. Um, they have that tournament that's going on, and the tournament is um, actually getting pretty interesting. But they had, so Cedric Alexander beat Grand Metalik, so he advanced. TJP beat Tyler Bates, which I was surprised. Roderick Strong beat Hideo Tommy. Hideo Tommy, I'm a little upset with on how, they bur- how they're burying him. Especially what he did in NXT. Yeah, like he came with such high expectations, like almost like Finn Balor high expectations, and for him just to get buried on 205 Live, and he's not really, I think, a cruiserweight. But you see what happens calling everybody up just for the sake of calling them up, yeah. and then that's what happens. They just they just sit there lurking for doing nothing. Yeah, Mustafa Ali beat the, gen- the gentleman Jack Gallagher. What happened to, um, what's the guy they brought in that used to, Kendrick? Oh, hurt? Contract expired, maybe? That, I'm thinking, yeah, i got to look into that and find out what happened. Um, Austin Aries obviously left. Austin Aries would have been good in there, but um, obviously... He's a TNA champ now. Well, yeah, that's why he left. I think he left for the simple fact of he's... Uh, WWE was viewing him as a cruiserweight, and he wanted to be in the, in the world title picture, and they wouldn't do that for him. But you, you got a guy who went from being the one, one of the top independents, being in Ring of Honor at the top. Everywhere he went, he's in the top. Then he gets thrown into this, and he's he's got to deal with you know all this bullshit of of all these little independent, yeah. not independent, but all these you know these cruiserweights or whatever. And then he got hurt. Remember? Yeah. He had his eye. What was his orbital Something bone cracked? Yeah. Right, cracked or whatever. So that cost him some time. Yeah. So then um, on the other side, you got Buddy Murphy that advanced. Uh, Drew Gulak beat Tony Nice, and then Mark Andrews advanced as well versus Tazawa. So that's actually looking pretty interesting. The final match. Uh, for the strap will be at WrestleMania, probably be on a pre-show, I'm assuming, or something. Mm-hmm. But um, that actually was looking pretty interesting. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing 205 Live. And some of those matches are actually starting to be pretty good. Yep, exactly. Well, look, because they've switched it up a little bit and put guys that actually wrestle in the ring. They, you know, thank God Enzo's not around to waste, yeah. you know, 15 minutes of, of everybody's life. Do you think he's ever going to be back? No. He's done. Not a, Do you I'm think not, he's going to go in any other wrestling federation? Yeah. All the independents will bring him back. Uh, what about his uh, big cast? When's he coming back? He's getting. I think I saw somewhere where they said that he's like two, he started r- riding a bike or working out or something again. It's so that's a the other thing facility. to watch out for, too. They're going to insert him somewhere. Nah, he's, if he blew, he blew out his ACL, he's got a little ways to go still. All right, so um, I'm, we're going to dip in uh, while the bill doesn't have it. We're, we're at 7.56, which is perfect, so we can do this for an hour so we won't go that long. But um, I've actually done this before with Levi. 
Um, I did a little bit more research and studying a, a majority of my matches. I, I think I already have, and they're the same ones that I did before. Um, I have inserted a lot of uh, honorable mentions in here, though. So I could probably pull. I bet you I could pull five off the top of my head. So number one, my number one. Uh, these are top five matches, no matter what wrestling federation. Um, it could have been NWA, WCCW, Texas. Um, World Class Championship Wrestling. I was like, what does it stand for? Uh, NWA, WCW, WWE, WWF, um, ECW. Could have been any of these. So most memorable or best match? I think, in my opinion, these to me are memorable and best. Okay, let's go. I I could probably pull five off the top of my head without my notes. So number one, in my opinion, is Flair and Steamboat, WrestleMania 3 in 1987. And... No, I no, have, no, wait. That match wasn't... There was two Flair Steamboats. Right, but that wasn't at WrestleMania. Yeah. No, the, 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 the first one that I like and the one that's most memorable to me and I thought was one of the best matches ever worked is WrestleMania 3, 1987. My number five is Ric Flair Steamboat again. A clash of champions. NWA, Chi-Town Rumble, 1989. Jim Ross was the announcer. And the one that they went one hour on Clash of Champions. I don't have that one on there. I have that as an honorable mention. Okay. So I have that first and foremost, Flair and Steamboat. They're two of my top five matches. And this is why I think what we got to do next week is rate our top ten wrestlers of all time. Uh, Ric Flair is my number one. And, Me too. And that's why. Because um, I have him currently right now in three of my top five matches. Um and it's not so much that I really paid attention. I was more of a Hulk Hogan kid growing up, not so much Ric Flair. But as I got older, I started watching some of the older stuff. And you have to really give it to Flair, like the way he told the story in the ring, the way he worked. And the majority of the time, he was losing these matches in a way. But also, you have to remember that the beauty of Ric Flair was the interview. that His promo he work. Ne- he would always cut down the opponent, but never once would he say that... You'd always think that there was a chance that, that he the other win. guy was going to beat him, yep. that he was going to lose, and that was the beauty of Ric Flair. Never none of this stuff where even the bad guys are trying to get over and stuff like that. Ric Flair was the perfect heel for what he needed to do back in the day. People hated him, but at the same time, they'd show up to the ring to watch the other guy beat his ass. He made the horseman. It, there was beauty in what he was able to do and probably never be able to be done again. Yeah. So that was my number one, number one, Flair Steamboat, WrestleMania 3. My number two is Flair Savage, WrestleMania 8, 1992. Not for me. Savage, to me, is one of my favorites of all time as well. Agreed. He's maybe top three, might be number two, Um, but he is uh, by far, and then for him to wrestle, uh, my top favorite wrestler of all time, uh, number one, I, that was an amazing match. Uh, that match I remember watching as a kid, and I was in amazement of how, I mean, even Macho Man, you should just, these both these men used to, they sold like there's no, uh, they sold better than anybody in the industry. And you thought these guys were dying in the ring as they were fighting. So um, that was really one of the most, I guess, anticipated matches as i'm watching it i was just like man dude these guys are gonna die in the ring they they great match overall so that would that's my number two number three 
I was watching this one as well too. Michaels and Razor, the late, the latter match in WrestleMania time. So that would be on my list as well. So that that by far, I, I, both of them laid their heart out on that match. Although I will argue that that match was actually Shawn Michaels against the latter, and Razor Ramon was along <laughs> for the ride. Yes, it's true. I'm telling you right now. You watch that match closely. It's Shawn. Do you Michaels. think he was messed up, Razor? No. Oh, okay. No, but it's just, it's it's Shawn Michaels wrestling the latter and Razor Ramon tagging along. But yeah. the match is still fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, match was great. And uh, he's my number two, Michaels. That's why, because he's in, I don't know, he's honorable mention. He's in two of my, he's in two of my top seven, let's say. So that was my number three. Number four, and I've mentioned this, I think, last week, uh, and I, this I'll always remember, um, Austin, Bret Hart, WrestleMania 13, Rosemont Horizon, and the blood just coming out and in the sharpshooter yeah and the sharpshooter and it was coming out like you just popped a balloon and like just water's coming out it was just intense perfect camera position to yeah catch it. i mean it was like something you're watching you're like someone's dying in the ring and i'm gonna witness it so uh very very uh intense match um i thought both of them uh, Bret hart as well number top five uh, technical wise i mean his promo work wasn't the greatest but he still was better than average I and think. in the ring he was spot on uh, spot on i mean besides benoit i think technically wise it was bret hart benoit i mean now you can probably say aj styles eddie technically guerrero eddie guerrero all that stuff um now number six i have eddie guerrero ray mysterio, mysterio jr and wcw and i think it was halloween havoc now i know i'm going out of my five my number five was uh steamboat flare at the Chicago Rumble, Shaitan Rumble. My numbers, these are my honorable mentions. Six was Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, WCW, Halloween Havoc. And the reason for that is they introduced Lucha to the United States. And the stuff and the shit they did in the ring then, that was the first time we saw Hurricane Rada. That's like all these moves that we never saw. And they introduced it in that match. And, and then they did it again in ECW. Yeah, they were re- revolutionary to the industry, and they changed the industry. To, I mean, those are basics, mo- basic moves now in the wrestling industry, no matter where you go. So that was a match because I think it, 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 it changed a lot of things um, in the wrestling world, and it was because of those two guys there. Um, my other – I'm just going to do two more ones, and these involve The Undertaker. Undertaker, Mankind, and that Hell in the Cell. But that's more memorable. Because he got a beating. That that match is more memorable than it is a well put. So we, that's why we have to like de- decide, it. is it memorable or is it a great match? I would say that that's not a great match. But it was memorable. But it was memorable, and that's something that everybody remembers. And then the other one was Taker Michaels at WrestleMania 25. That, and that goes without saying. Yeah. That's a top five match no matter what. Yeah, so some of the other honorable mentions I had on here, uh, Michaels, Bret Hart, WrestleMania 12. Okay, and you can put the hour. Remember, they wrestled an hour on Raw before that, yes. which yeah. was really, really good as well. Uh, CM Punk versus Joe, uh, Samoa Joe. In Ring of Honor. ROH October second, 16. The second time that those guys yes. fought was fantastic i got samoa joe in a lot of matches that i liked i got cm punk john cena money in the bank chicago that, for me that's a top five match not just the match was great and everything it, was good about it that. was in chicago that was what remember when he won it and he was gonna leave right and he just took so i mean there was so much that didn't mcmahon send 
Alberto Del Rio out to try to win yes. the belt back after, yeah. at the, the end, the right? the money in the bank. Right, with the money in the bank to yeah. try to win it back. That's yeah. right. So, I mean, just everything. And, and in my opinion, that was probably the last time we ever saw a match get built so hard and so much. And you wanted to see that match because both of them were – I mean, like, Cena would come out and interrupt Punk's matches, and Punk would come out and interrupt Cena's matches, and they never really wrestled or touched each other. Okay. It was just them interrupting each other. And there other. we go. We've talked about this it's now a for three up. weeks. You build it up. Yep. Punk says his thing. Cena says his thing. You have two of the better, the best talkers in the game, right? Never, for the most part, lay a hand on each other until they meet in the ring, and there you have it. And yep. you have what many consider to be a top five match of all time. Yeah, it and was. That's, uh, that's on my list. Yep. And then I have two more. I got Koshida versus Osprey, New Japan Pro, Pro Wrestling Finals. I like Will Osprey a lot. Yeah, but the match, okay, so now we have to determine what kind of, because that's a lot of high spotting. Yeah. Because Will Mon- Osprey is just nonstop, right. Spot monkeys. Right, exactly. But if you like it, and it's a good match, it was in Japan, it was good, but. That's basically, it's a lot of gymnastics, but it was still a good match. And then here's the other, the last one I have on here. AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels versus Samoa that's, Joe. That's mine. TNA Unbreakable 2005. That's one of my top five. If I just, I was thinking right now while you were doing yours, for me, that's a top five match. No doubt about it. Yeah. Because remember too, if you didn't know wrestling back then, you're like, who the fuck are these guys? Like who's Christopher, Christopher Daniels? Dan- the fallen angel Christopher Daniels for me has always been one of my favorite wrestlers. Underrated. Very underrated because he screwed up one time in WCW, went to go do the springboard and landed on his head. Yeah. That was his tryout match or whatever. But him, Joe, and Daniels wrestling in TNA, people weren't sure who the hell they were, and they put on one of the best matches of all time. I also have Kurt Angle on a couple of them. I didn't write them down, but Kurt Angle uh, with Brock Lesnar. That was a good match. That was a good match. And Kurt Angle even over in TNA had great matches. That you can even write down on But who here. was he wrestling with? So that helps a yeah. lot. So I will agree. I mean, I was just thinking while you were talking. So for me, Flair Steamboat in WCW when they wrestled an hour. Okay. I think they did it twice. They wrestled, dude, they wrestled I think they like did six, it twice. seven times. I think they did, went an hour twice for me is one of the better matches I've seen. I'm going to put Omega Okada from last year's Wrestle Kingdom show. Yes. On that list I as well. I was going to put that down. That match was fan- Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, no doubt about it. The Cena-Punk match, yep, money no doubt about it. And I'd even that Cena, what was the match? Was it Punk-Cena again on Raw? Or was it Cena? What did Cena wrestle where the match was really good? He wrestled a couple people. Late, like That was, fa- okay. And who else? I'll put the Rey Mysterio match up there. Aguero Mysterio. And then if we're going to add memorable to the list, Kerry Von Erich beating Ric Flair for the belt. Yes. At his brother's memorial outside at the Cotton Bowl in what about, 84 on um, the backslide. What about Jericho Omega last Jericho, year? Jericho, but that's, I wouldn't put that top five or six. It was a hell of a it match. It was a hell of a match, but I wouldn't put it way up there. I'm trying to think of what else. Like if Another memorable ones were the War Games uh, with the Road Warriors, the original ones. They were okay, but... Um, and then the other ones would be Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair in the cage where J.J. Dillon threw – I forgot what paper – yeah. J.J. Dillon threw the chair in there and uh, uh, the wooden chair broke. Right. And Flair was using oh, the wood to stab about, Dusty. How about Tully Magnum, I quit. Oh. We forgot about that match too. Tully yeah. Magnum, I quit. That was fantastic. Yeah. 
Um, trying to think. WCW of or NWA, I'm sorry, back then had some really good matches mm-hmm. back there. Even Nikita Koloff um, against uh, um, Dusty. Uh, Dusty and against uh, what was when the they guy? became the Barry, Mega Powers. Barry remember? Windham. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- those were great matches too. Well, Sting Sting Flair was not that bad of a match, but not not top ten. But I'm yeah. just talking. I'm just thinking off the top Sting of my head right now. Sting to me is like a Hogan guy. Nah, Sting was a little bit. I think he's a he's little, a little bit better. Be- he's better than Hogan. Not right. little, well, he's a lot better than Hogan. But we can all agree we'll never say <laughs> Hogan's name in a um, best I th- match ever. I think no. <laughs> or Ultimate Warrior. No, but he will be. Uh, do you think he's going to show up at WrestleMania? Who? Uh, Hogan. I think they bring him in if he's going to host it. Mm, we talked last week. I said that they should bring him back and let him host it. Yeah, they need another big big name. Big money. And, and memorable, guy. too, for both of us then should be Flair, Shawn Michaels in his, you know, quote unquote retirement, the, the retirement match, match. Only because of who, who it was. It, the match I, was I good. was, but the I he, it was just towards the end of his career. Right, and but I'm it like, was, no. it's memorable. So you add that to the memorable bills. But I'll agree, and I'm surprised that you guys remembered that ring. That um oh, speaking of Ring of Honor matches, how about um uh Tyler no Tyler Black Seth Rollins against um it Eddie was, Edwards. It was Tyler Black. You know, it was called Tyler Black. Yes, in ROH. In ROH, right against. Eddie Edwards for the belt. That was a good match, too, if you guys watch that. How about the Edwards getting buried in Impact right now? Okay. I, I just think they could have been doing so much better. Well, once once his partner left, remember, they turned on him. Yeah. So they were good while they were at the American Wolves. American Wolves. Then they turned on him. Then one of the guys got hurt, right? Yeah. I don't, do you think they'd be doing any better if they went to NXT? No. You think they'd be buried there, too? Yep. Uh. They're not going to bring in those guys that are at the end of their careers and put him in to do tag matches. I, I don't think they will. Yeah. And and what's to say that they want to go? They're ma- I would imagine that they're making enough money. Oh, of course. We're making enough money. Look, look at Cody. Look at, look at the Young Bucks. They have, you know, I'd be hard-pressed to think right now that they have any interest of coming to WWE when they're making a ton of money flying all over the world. Yeah, I wouldn't. They're making good money. There's right. no reason to. But, all right, that's um, it's about an hour, an hour, ten minutes, I think, we went. So we're going to try to keep these short in about an hour. Next uh, list, next top five list turned into a top 11 yeah, list. Yeah, top 11. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, next week we'll do top, what, five wrestlers again? How about worst matches of all time? I'm sure we can dig into that. That'll be fun to analyze. Yeah, we probably the can. The top five, not top 11, top, top five, five. worst. Top five all worst right. matches of all time. We'll do that next week then. Um, so Sunday is going to be. Oh, el- I just thought of a match too. Elimination Chamber. Can I say it real fast? Yeah, go. Best. My friend, memorable. My friend Mark, if he's listening, will remember this. Beulah McGillicuddy against Bill Alfonso in ECW. Yes. Dreamer beat whoever he beat or whatever. So that means that Beulah got five minutes with Bill Alfonso. Bill Alfonso goes to kick or punch Beulah. Beulah's got a frying pan under her shirt. Pulls out the frying pan, jacks Bill Alfonso over the head. Alfonso blades and blades so bad that the blood is pouring out of his head like a sieve. And he's looking at himself and he's holding the blood in his hand going, what the fuck am I supposed to do right now while he's wrestling the girl? And Beulah McGillicuddy was super hot. And I'm going to do, uh, uh, what's his name? Joel Gertner intros next week. Oh, we have to. (laughs) How much weight he lost now? Yeah, you can't even recognize him, but... All right, anyways, uh, Elimination Chamber, guys, on Sunday. We will be back next Wednesday to uh, uh, cover that and the Raw and SmackDown. Uh, And then we should uh, 
go from there. So other than that, guys, this is uh, uh, Lasseau, who's a local DJ here. I'm going to be playing a lot more of his music, and I, I will be telling you guys soon where you guys can catch him and stuff. So uh, have a good night, and we will see you soon, guys, next week, Wednesday. Later. Top guys out.